this is Rhetoric in Retrospect. I'm Ben, and I'm joined once again by my wonderful wizards, Max and David. And in this episode, we will continue to discuss what we begun last episode, that is Harry Potter. I recommend that before you listen to this episode, you, first of all, listen to last episode where we discussed Harry Potter and its Harry Potterness. And uh, if you have not read Harry Potter or don't know what happens and don't want spoilers, I would recommend not listening to this podcast because there will be spoilers. Yes. So I would recommend that you stop what you are doing, drop everything, including your phone or your computer or whatever you are listening to this on. Drop the steering wheel if you're listening to this. Actually, that's probably not a good idea. And go get Harry Potter and read it. Yes. 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 Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. And also, I would recommend, before you listen to this, listening to uh, episode two, I believe. I think. Literary Alchemy. Was that episode two? Yes, it was. Yep. Oh, well, technically episode three. three. Yeah, yeah, I think it was numbered episode two. Wow, we called on Google. This is amazing. Um, yes, it was episode two. And I highly recommend that you listen to that. Or not highly, but you could. If you wanted more information, you go listen to that. Because the first thing we would talk about, if you all are amiable, is a literary alchemy in Harry Potter. Is, is that an acceptable topic? What? Is that an acceptable topic? What is an acceptable topic? <laughs> literary <laughs> alchemy in Harry oh, Potter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, very good, very good. So... Uh, throughout the course of the books, we talked about literary alchemy a bit before, but it's it's sort of it's not actual alchemy, which we probably don't agree with. It's a tool. That's the emphasis that we use, I believe, in episode two. Uh, that is often used by authors to sort of signpost their books to uh, give us some hints as to what's going on. It's very it's very subtle. It's and it's very very fun because it's you know a code that you that you try to figure it out. You know, it's, it's very it's very fun, um, but. In Harry Potter, it is particularly prevalent, and throughout the course of the books, we see as Harry is sort of transformed from lead into gold, spiritually at least, and we find that, if, we, if you don't mind going through each of the, the books a bit, so the, the title of the first book is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and the Philosopher's Stone is uh, famously the, the end result of the actual process of alchemy, which is... Uh, the stone that produces the elixir of life so you can live forever and turns that into gold. And that into gold was sort of mm-hmm. the, the the goal of the alchemist to purify a substance. Right. Which we can see like purification is our that's our journey of sanctification as Christians. We we are our messed up selves are sanctified. Yeah. So good parallels. Um and also Harry or the Warner Brothers um, made a copyright for Harry Potter and the Alchemist Cell, which was theorized at one point in time to be the name of the last book. But Deathly Hollows was their uh, final decision. I believe actually, once somebody found under a bust in a hotel room that Miss Rowling had stayed in, a note from her on the written on the day she finished the last book, and it was like on this day. I finished Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows or something. I thought that was cool. Anyways, yes. Um, and the characters are a good place. Oh, we'll go on to the names. The names are one of my favorite parts of Harry Potter. Um, if you can't tell, if you've read them, Miss Rowling really likes alliteration. And 
Albus Dumbledore, who's actually titled as an alchemist himself in the first book, along with his friend Nicholas Flamel, 12 Uses of Dragon's Blood, etc., etc. Um, but he, his, his name means white. Well, I'm, the, the Latin is Albus is white. And I doubt it. Do, do, do either of you know what Dumbledore means in Latin? No. Apparently it's Bumblebee. Not oh, sure interesting. Why. Yeah, yeah. So white Bumblebee? Not entirely sure as to the significance of Bumblebee, but yeah, sure. And Hermione Granger's name is Hermione is the female version of Hermes, who is a famous mm-hmm. alchemist. There was a famous alchemist yeah. named Hermes, and her initials make the chemical symbol HG, which is mercury. Mercury being sulfur, mercury are the the combining agents, and the along with sulfur and Sulfur is sort of a symbol of wrong, though his name does not indicate that. And James Potter, James is the patron saint of alchemists. Um, lily, like a white lily, the white stage of the alchemical work, etc. And then Harry sort of, uh, he, there's a bunch of characters that sort of signify different different stages of alchemy. So there's the, the, the first stage where it's sort of the lead, the base metal, whatever it is. It's the black stage. It's sort of burned beaten to a pulp etc and that the the characters in there are like the dursleys and snape and house of black at privet drive and the potion class and umbridge and that that's sort of the christian parallel there is repentance like in order to be sanctified we have to repent of our sins and sort of have that gotten rid of and the the virtues there are humility obedience and renunciation i i think or mr granger that's what he says, and I agree, I think. And the second stage of alchemy that's sort of signposted in the book is the purification. So it's sort of the, the whatever it is, the, the base metal has been washed and sort of uh, repented. Yeah, and then it's sort of washed of all of its, all the dust. And it's sort of, there's sort of actions of contraries there. And the people who signify that are sort of Albus Dumbledore and Remus Lupin, Albus being albus white so it fits well white purification etc and that's sort of harry solving mysteries at hogwarts and the i thought this was interesting the christian parallel there was baptism and i'm sure that we all could go on for a long time about baptism but that that was the the christian parallel there (laughs) yeah and the christian virtues uh were illumination purification and moral virtue and the last stage is the gold, the philosopher's stone, red lion, etc. The red being the the color of that perfection, ultimately. And Rubius Hagrid, Rubus Rubius means red, and that's sort of the the denoma, the crucible part of the books. And sanctification is the the Christian parallel and theosis. Anyways, lots of words, but I thought that was interesting how that's shown throughout the books. And you sort of each book goes through. Harry goes through that that all those stages. Like the it starts per book, book by book in the fifth book, which is the fifth book, if you've read Harry Potter, I'm not sure if you agree, but in my opinion, Harry Potter, the fifth book, is the most unpleasant to read. It's very it's the longest. It's also most infuriating. Yeah. Which yeah, book? Yeah. The uh, one with the Order of the stinking uh Umbridge. Oh yes. He, he just gets <laughs> beaten yeah. over and over oh, yeah. and over again mm-hmm. it's 
rather <clears throat> unpleasant to read because you're on Harry. Well, it's not first person perspective, but you're you're always with Harry. It's third person limited perspective. So like it's like there's somebody sitting on his shoulders with a video camera. You know, you don't you're not always inside his head sometimes. And the Order of the Phoenix is that that forgiveness, that repentance part of the book. That's not a very pleasant book to read, and Sirius Black is in that book. He features prominently, and then he also, spoiler, dies in that book. So oh, oh my gosh! The end of the end of the Black Mark, the a... end of the Incredo, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then that's sort of the signpost for that. And it's right. Harry's sort of undone, and at the end, he's he's yelling it at the headmaster, and why does all this terrible stuff have to happen to me, etc.? Wait, but what does this connect to? What does this connect to? It, it, well, it's sort of a signpost that he said. Okay. It's like this whole book, there, there's black but, and serious black, but, and he's being purified. And... But what does the signpost post? To, uh, the, what does the signpost point to? Ultimately, the, the parallel that we should take away from it is as people and Christians are purification. Like, in order to be saved and to repent or in order to be saved we need to repent mm-hmm. we can't just say oh well i don't want to repent but save me anyway like, that's not quite how it works we need to acknowledge that we're sinners mm-hmm. and that's sort of the the christian parallel there right and then the the white work or the albedo is the sixth book which is harry potter and the half blood prince which i don't know i i found that very pleasant to read it's Lots of good things happen to Harry Potter, and it's, it's mostly pleasant. And he's sort of being washed and prepared for the last book there, where he sets off on his own. And Albus Dumbledore, you see a lot of Albus Dumbledore in that book. Oh, he's such a wonderful character, mostly. Oh, he's so great. And he actually dies in that book, too, spoiler. So, you know, that's that's the end of that part. It's, it's very well signposted. And that's sort of our baptism i suppose with the christian parallel as he says um and then in the last book the harry potter and the deathly hallows rubius hagrid is the 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 pointer there though thankfully he doesn't die he all such a great character they're all great characters but he is sort of taken into the forest but what i have found very clever is the person who does one of the people who does one of the persons one of the people one of the people who does die in harry potter and the deathly hallows is fred any significance to that name in the word red? F red? Fred? I'm sorry. That seems like a, uh, a oh, stretch. Like a very <laughs> big stretch. But why else would they kill him? Like, it seems so random. But it's F red. And, like, every somebody dies with the name each time. So this seems like a cooked yeah. up conspiracy theory. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, what it... So these are, these are clever connections, to be sure. And perhaps... Even it it is these positive connections. It might be a good thing to look at Harry Potter with uh, these things in mind. But what assurance do you have that this was um, J.K. Rowling's vision for the series? That this is intentional as opposed to uh, derived. For some, for 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 one, a few things she said. She's mentioned in quite a few interviews her interests for alchemy. And how fascinating she finds it. And she's mentioned that a few times. And also the sheer amount, like, maybe one or two of these could be coincidences. 
but to have her fill the entire book series with all of these names that are alluding to the signposting seems like very improbable that that would just happen. And then she would mention it in interviews too. But is that precisely what you're talking about or the meaning in general? The connection to Christ. I don't think I've talked about that enough. Ultimately, there's nothing that special about these particular symbols for alchemy. It's just she found them interesting, chose to use them for the book, and they relate to previous traditions, so cool. But ultimately, they're just sort of useful indicators, and it's, it's, it's fun to see the, the secret code to Harry's spiritual journey throughout the whole book. And that sort of parallels how we spiritually progress as humans in general. Harry's very relatable. Uh, so I was going to talk about doppelgangers and um, not split personality, but how we each have two sides, sort of. But okay, okay. <laughs> I think we can shuffle things around and answer Max's question of of the meaning and the themes and and all that and the connections. Yeah, precisely. So, I, one of the things that I like most about this book, one of the things that a great takeaway from the the How Harry Cast Spell book by John Grady, which I highly recommend you read, from which many of the ideas come, is four four questions four core questions that we humans uh want to know the answer to and that we look for answers to in what we consume and those four questions are how are we to treat one another what's the answer to the mystery of death when are we to embrace or flee change and what makes a human being good or bad or even human that sounds like more than four questions. Yeah, what the heck? Well, some of them are like... They're like two four questions. Uh, yeah. So just... we're answering seven questions here. Sure. Seven questions, seven books. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Perfect. Okay. Oh. Um, well, you're you... going to have to repeat those one by sure. one slowly. So how are we to treat one another? Well. Define. <laughs> We're supposed to treat each other as we ourselves want to be treated. Precisely. And sweet. 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 <laughs> How does... Do you think Harry Potter answers that question? From what you read of it? Yeah. I would say so. For sure. Yeah. I think definitely. What parts of the book allude to that or point to that? I knew you were going to ask that. Which part of what book? Any Harry Potter. Any books. Harry Potter book. I think the friendship aspect of it really, really highlights that. Uh -huh. So, so Harry really has some great friends. He has Ron and Hermione, and he picks up some friends along the way, and loses a lot of friends along the way. And each one of them are, well, most of them are very good characters, very solid, and they treat each other like they would want to be treated. Yeah. Even through the betrayal and everything. And one of the one of the another the flip side of that is that sometimes they mess up mm -hmm. and they don't yeah, treat yeah. each other perfectly. Exactly. And then you notice that and they acknowledge that they've messed up usually or mm -hmm. at least it's it's given to the reader that right. that's the case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then you see, wow, this is how we're not supposed to do it. This is how we're supposed to do it. Like everything's resolved by the yeah. end and yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter is like in the well I suppose that's the last question but 
he he throughout pretty much the entire series he's decent if i might use that word he, he's kind and helpful to other people as as a general rule like even, even at the beginning of the book and that's that's an interesting discussion too how does harry potter answer the question of nature versus nurture like he grew up in this house from since he was a small baby with a very cool aunt uncle and cousin so how did he come out so okay i don't know yeah there seemed to be some uh, or a lot of influences which would really mess up a kid yeah in a traditional sense and he comes out i don't know shining hero he comes yeah. out very morally sound yeah exactly he he stands up for what he thinks is right and to people who aren't very nice like malfoy and harry that's the dichotomy that goes through the entire book series and sort of gets resolved at the end a little bit but he he's not perfect certainly but i I think that he does portray a decently good example mostly of how to treat one another and so do other characters like dumbledore is like the most what's what's the word gracious person uh he Mm, accepting what what's a good term and yet has i would say wise yeah i would say um oh oh um um temp temperance yeah i think yeah it like but he has proper proper ordering of affections like he does yeah that which is evil yeah like he's scary when Mm -hmm. when he's mad at at, at the bad, but very valid most of the did time. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is awful. At so. the end, we can go on a rant up movies. <laughs> uh, uh, I couldn't resist. I almost cried. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Gambon, he's a great actor. He's not a Dumbledore. <laughs> no. I actually have not seen the movies, so. you no. have, Wait, you haven't seen a single one? Nope. Be oh, relieved. Wow. That they are. Should I say stay uh, pure? Oh yes, don't don't tarnish your your view. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently the director of the fourth movie didn't read the book at all. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you get away I with that, but that fascinating. Yeah. Um. So, oh yes, that's the first question. So. I think that Harry Harry Potter in particular does a spectacular job answering the second question, which is, what is the answer to the mystery of death? What do you... Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean by that? Like, immortality. Some <laughs> solution to mortality, like coming to terms with it in some way. Uh, immortality or acceptance. Whether, whether, yeah, that's we all die and are just dust, or we, we have souls and go to heaven or hell. I think that the answer to, did you say the question of death? The the mystery of death. The mystery. Of but death. question works just as well. I think the the answer to the mystery of death is that there is life in death. Yeah. I don't know. There's hope in death. And there's something. There's substance. Yeah. It's not the end mm-hmm. per se. And I think that Harry Potter does a wonderful job with addressing that. Oh, there's so many greats like Luna Lovegood. Oh, one of the one of the best characters so great mm-hmm. but 
there is like the the veil and they they go to the ministry of magic yeah and they have the veil and and harry and luna hear voices behind the veil and sirius falls through the veil later and he's dead it's the the veil of death whatever you want to call it and then he harry after his godfather sirius black dies hat goes and talks with nearly headless nick the ghost and he he says he will have gone on what does that mean that's yeah there's lots of good examples i think in the book so that the solution to that which is i think is something that's very good and not often talked about in books would you agree yeah did they like kill him off with a snake in the movies or something oh, like that who? that's uh snape oh yeah 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 and in the book too in the book too. In a oh, okay way. not precisely the same way yeah. yeah okay yeah but oh snape oh he's so great mostly He's not the nicest person, but he's no, no. he's good. Yes, yes. Uh, and and this is the third question is interesting. When are we to embrace change or flee change? That's a very relevant question. Exactly. Mm. What is the answer to that question? When embracing change is good, and when rejecting change is good, whichever one's better. That doesn't say much. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, are we going to weigh out our options here one by yeah, one? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of the puzzle. You do whichever option's better, obviously. But then better how is the question again. But then often you don't know whether it will be better. It's like, should, it, if I accept the change, things will change. What will change? I don't know. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Should I stick in the old mold? Uh, hmm. How is this reflected upon in Harry Potter? Hmm. It is for certain. What's a good example? Um, let me take a moment to think here. Harry Potter, good example of embracing change. Hmm. Harry Potter often is heralded as the boy who lived and the chosen one, and so on and so forth, right? But he doesn't always love that. Often he dislikes it. It's it one of it. I think it does a good job of illuminating fame and. It's downsides. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't love the role, and yet he sort of does. He he wants to defeat the bad. Um, but how does he know whether to, for instance, in the last book, should he stay in school and let everybody else deal with it, or should he go out on his own and change everything and that's probably not the best example. I'm sure there's better ones, but he makes lots of decisions throughout the book. Some of them are wrong. Some of them are right. But I think that through the consequences of his actions, we sort of see examples of when it's good to embrace change and flee change. Mm-hmm. Not that it's always bad. Not that it's always good. Yeah. And then the last question, what, what makes a human human or good or bad? That's two questions. Okay. Three questions, even. Let's talk about semantics. <laughs> oh, semantics are a great fun. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think makes a human human? Well, we already answered that. Yes, I forgot. A soul. Yes, but is there anything deeper? Our tripartite soul with a body, mind, and soul. Image of God. Our ability to communicate and form relationships and Ab- learn. Ab- and into, like, animals having a soul and... Yeah, 
They're soulish animals, but no yeah. animals have souls. Right. So it would be dogs. Do dogs go to heaven? <laughs> wow. Do dogs Personal opinion. Soul? No. But I, there might be dogs in heaven, but there won't be our dogs in heaven. But I don't know. There might not be dogs in heaven. None of us know, in fact. Yes. It's not for us to know. Not yet. All in good time. Which means probably not. <laughs> uh, but, what? Well, hmm. And that thing about a soul, that's touched about very often in Harry Potter. Dumbledore goes on and on about having a soul that's uncorrupted and whole. And how Harry's greatest weapon is his love. And that's sort of the theme that resonates throughout the books. And that's something we can get behind. There's plenty of other good themes, too, that are there, and some that aren't there, that also need to be learned, but, I mean, I think we can get behind the theme of love, right? I can. Very good, as can I. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, what do you think makes somebody good? Are there good people? Yes. There are. If they're virtuous. Virtue is good. And if you're a virtuous person, you're a good... Any virtuous person is a good person. But aren't they also bad? How so? Because none of us are perfect. Yes. But they're good, bad people. Yes. Yes, versus <laughs> bad, bad people. <laughs> that, is an, uh, that is an oxymoron, but... Yes. No. There's only been one perfect person. Perfect person. There's just... But there's we can just... all try to be good. There's just less bad people. Yeah, but of the people who are not perfect, some are less bad than others. Yes, I mean, a single sin, we deserve hell for that. But some of us don't have as many sins as others. I mean, but we're all they can all be washed away. Yeah, we're all equally unrighteous. Yeah, right. But some of us, it, it's or not we're like all e oh sorry, we're all equally undeserving of god's grace yes. yeah. there's, there's not a spectrum of sort of undeserving and mostly <laughs> undeserving yeah, no. it's yes or no yeah but then some of us are virtuous more and less virtuous than others. yeah yes yeah. yes that's mm -hmm. that's yes that's i think something we can all agree on um and then the lack of virtue the the opposition to what is good true and beautiful is bad, right? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And for more on the, the themes of this book, the whole thing is sort of postmodern, uh, like not having pre prejudices. What do we think about that? The what book is? The, the, all of Harry Potter is, is very sort of postmodern, like anti-prejudice. Prejudiced for or against what? Anything, pretty much. Most things. I don't think that's. Po I don't think it's possible for anything to be per perfectly unprejudiced. Oh, per not perfectly, but it argues for lack of prejudice. For like, the the perfect example is Spew, S P E W, the Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare, and Hermione goes on and on. I'm about. sorry, what? <laughs> I, I missed this part in the books. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so great. She she Hermione makes all these badges and advocates for the health house elves and you know. Mm -hmm. because they're they're 
unpaid. Oh, oh, and, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But they don't want any free. But that's just an example, like prejudice against magical folk in the first book, like the Dursleys or the Mister and Mrs. Dursley of Number Four Perfect Eye were perfect. Are we're pleased to say they are perfectly normal. Thank you very much. That they're they they didn't want to have anything to do with magic folk, and that's the prejudice there. And then the magic folk don't want anything to do with non-magical folk. Oh, they're inferior, etc. And then there is the the prejudice against the the different bloodlines and and those of magic, etc. So it per- portrays prejudice as wrong. Yes, that's one of the themes. Back to the four questions. Yes, and. I might suggest who who came up with the four questions. Um, I'm not sure if this is Mr. Granger's invention. If there, I had to guess, not. There. I I might suggest a fifth question, what it, and, which is where did we come from? But that's semantics. You I said like that. that you you said Harry Potter addresses the questions, right? I think so. But, I think quite well. Does not. What makes Harry Potter special in the way that it addresses them? Doesn't every book, in some ways, address them? Having because um, every book, every book has yes. an author who has a worldview. That is very true. I would argue that almost everything that Harry Potter does, some other book has done in the past. But I think that Harry Potter is unique in the aspect that it does all of these things at once. And does them pretty well. I think that's its uniqueness and why I would recommend it so highly. Because, sure, if you're looking for specificity in one area or another, it's probably not the best place to go. But if you're looking for an overview, it's an excellent resource. It's like it's like us. We're, on most topics, generalists. Or, I wouldn't say we're experts no, Amazing we are not experts. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, and I don't know yeah, if I would yeah. say any field, but yeah. almost all yeah. fields. We yeah. are not experts. Yes, in. yes, this is correct. <laughs> Practically so, dumbos. <laughs> we're not, not experts in any... We, we are on this... We're not experts in any field. I don't right? think we're, like, real experts. We're, we know... We have experience We're familiar with several... Fields, fields yes. 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 Some of them we're decent at, but we're not, like incredible at right i don't think i don't think but we're proficient in anything like we're, truly proficient we're, yeah, we're, yeah, truly. we're generalists and yes. our advice yeah. and our thoughts should be taken as such yeah. what was i going to say where did i leave off by jove <laughs> what was that from polonius um um where did i leave at Closes in the consequence and friend, friend or so, so or gentleman. Yes, ah, oh, friend or so, gentleman. Yes, or closes in the consequence. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember the rest. <laughs> I, of the this one, yeah, this Very one. good. Um, where were we? I don't quite recall. Well, before. <laughs> oh yes. Well, oh yes. General. Jack, yes. Jacks of all trades. Yes. So we we are we are generals. We we. When, when we do a podcast on something, a podcast episode, we try to, you know, do our research a decent amount beforehand, but we are by no means the most fact-checked source, and yeah, so 
don't trust everything we say. But, yes. but you know... T- take everything we, we say with a grain of salt. Yes, that is, that is a good way of putting it. But we do like to talk about things, and we like to learn, and that's, that's why you hear, are hearing our voices in your ears right now. So we appreciate your listenership and would, are, are happy that you enjoy even our, our generalist thoughts. But on the rabbit trail of generalism, I believe that where I was going was that Harry Potter is a bit of, a bit, not, not all the way, but a bit of a generalist book. It does almost everything very well, and it's almost all of the genres packed into one. Harry Potter's name a genre of book. Fiction. Harry Potter is a fictional Fantasy. Non-fantasy book. Actually, it might not be fan. I don't think it's fantasy. Non-fiction. It's non-fiction. Can't generalize it that, huh? Harry Potter. Well, actually, actually, there... There's the real world, which is not fiction. Yeah. Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you could, you could, Ben. You could just as soon say the same about not uh, about a, about a dictionary. This <laughs> is true. Well, does a dictionary, uh, is a dictionary mysterious? Does it have? No, it's very fantasy? clear. Like the whole point <laughs> of a dictionary is that it's clear, <laughs> exactly, and concise. The thing with Harry Potter is that does it does it almost everything, and it does it all. Okayly. There, the there are mis- fairies in the dictionary. <laughs> fairies don't exist. It's nonfiction. No, no, there is mystery in there is mystery in the in the dictionary. Really? What? Have you ever what been gripped with here? suspense? <laughs> there, there is page there's plenty, turner. plenty of mystery in in the dictionary. It's under the M's. Hey. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, been, I've I've been pinned with suspense. You know, in a dictionary. Suspense in, in, a, in a dictionary. In the dictionary, when they say, "Oh, what is tra- trapidazing or or something," and they say it's to trapidaze, and they say, or I don't, I made up that word, but it does. Besides <laughs> the point is that they don't actually define the word. They leave you in suspense, and they, they grip you. So you have to look back and find out where it came. From. Have you ever done that? I think y'all's uh, definition of mystery is slightly different from mine. <laughs> Harry Potter does a good job with most things, so if you know a person well and what they enjoy and what they need, then you can recommend a more specific book for something or other. But if you, if it's just some random person that you need to recommend a book to, it is my opinion that Harry Potter is the best one to, to recommend in general. Oh, yes, so where were we? Yes, the prejudice in Harry Potter. That was very good. Yes. And, oh, Miss Rowling, rather understandably, has a bit of a vendetta against the media. Which isn't a bad thing, I think. The media is not very good. I think we could agree, right? You know, they're they're sort of gadflies. They're not villains, but you know, they're, they're, they're not villains, but they're sort of cheap, right? Not not universally, but often it's just they're saucy fellows. What, exactly, whatever whatever makes you click and read and something sensational, even and sort of with that attitude, truth often falls by the wayside, and. I think that Miss Rowling does an excellent job of expositing that in the character of Rita Skeeter. Yes. I forgot about that. She is quite a character. And actually her name, uh, Rita Mosquito, like a mosquito, like buzzing in your ear, like... Right? Like the media. Is that a stretch? Ooh, I'm so, this is such a stretch. I, I don't. I don't know where you're going with uh, this. I would say. I'd say that's less confident. Yeah. Of so, some of these might be a little bit like the Ministry of Magic. What's the acronym? M I M. M O M. Mom. 
is supposed to be a force for good, but it doesn't very do a very good job of really anything. Is this a commentary on parents? Well, yeah. <laughs> what what's going on here? Well, uh, if if also if, are you calling mothers? The, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, if if the Ministry of Magic is a parental stand-in. Like, governmental, you know? C- correct. It doesn't yeah, do a yes. very good job of that. It's like a bad mother. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. I see. Yes. And it, they sort of imprison the innocent and, like, twiddle their thumbs. Yeah. Sort of cowardly and foolish. Anyways. Oh, yes. And death is another very important theme in the book, and it's conquering by love. And there's an excellent Dumbledore quote. Oh, yes. I forgot to include this when you were talking about the second question. Um... Dumbledore says, uh, to the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. And Dumbledore says, the dead we love never truly leave us when Harry sees his father's Patronus in Prisoner of Azkaban. And he sort of, we learn how to grieve in the Goblet of Fire with Cedric Diggory, which is also sort of a nod to uh, Narnia and Diggory Kirk, Cedric Diggory, Diggory Kirk. Yeah, very... Uh, asynonically similar names and Dumbledore's death is like the pinnacle of sacrifice and Christ-like behavior when as he dies he's polite to the last and always thinking of other people and yeah and he, she also goes on about a soul and how important that is and like the, the entire debate is that Dumbledore, or Dumbledore thinks that there's things worse than death while Voldemort thinks that death is the worst possible thing that can happen to you. So he splits up his soul and sacrifices everything that makes him human, basically, in order to not die. Because he thinks that that's the most important thing, not dying. Which in the end results in his death, but, you know. So, it's the Dumbledore's point is that a life without goodness, truth, and beauty, and love isn't really life. So, Yeah. Thoughts. Lovely, Ben. I, I like I like I like your thoughts on this subject and I agree with them. Oh thank you. They are, I must I can't take credit for all of them, but yes. I didn't know where you were going <laughs> with a couple of points, but I like where you're going now. <laughs> okay, good, good. Glad to hear it. And it also emphasizes a lot like when choosing between what is good and what is easy that we should choose the good even when it's not easy and might hurt us. And it, love is the power that the Dark Lord knows not. And that's sort of a direct parallel to Satan and our battle with him. Love is the power he doesn't understand either. That is weird that Tom Riddle, did. he really did never know love, even uh-huh. when he thought it was love. It yeah, just, he, did, no. he didn't understand it. And no. that was like the whole debate mm-hmm. between him and Dumbledore. It's, so you still hold the opinion. It's, yeah, and yeah. look where it ended up mm-hmm. with you. Didn't work so well. And also, another incredibly strong Christian undertone is that actually Rowling uses Bible verses. Did, did you, were you aware of that in Harry no. Potter? Like, very explicitly. Matthew 6, what? 21. And 1 Corinthians, what is it? 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty six. On the gravestones in Deathly Hollows. Oh, interesting. What do they say? Uh, for the Matthew six twenty one is, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 26 is the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice, so nice, I nice. think those are both very strong hat tips to 
to Christianity, right? I think, I don't know. And actually, in an interview, she said that those two verses epitomize the entire series. Like, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. So, yeah. And then they go on. Uh, the, another great Dumbledore quote. It's our choices that define us far more than our abilities. That's an important thing. Like, Dumbledore is very accepting. He doesn't care much about your background or your family or what you've done in the past or sort of. But he, he says that if it's what you do that matters, not your ancestry or things around you or where you're from or whatever. I think that's something we can get behind, right? Yes. Yes. Most yep. definitely. Oh, okay. We have 48 minutes. Okay. We, I can I can talk longer. Let's see. Oh, let's do the names. The names. That was so exciting. Yeah, so the alliteration on point. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> and it's, it's very uh, reminiscent of Charles Dickens and his characters' names because they're all very meaningful. That They often indicate the character and what they do. And same with Harry Potter. And like the um, what's a good example? The the Gryffindor Quidditch team is Alicia Spinnett, Katie Bell, and Angelina Johnson. Um, spit, a spinet is an organ, a bell is obvious, and an Angelina is a decorative angel. And that's Gryffindor House's flying chapel. And then in the fifth book, a boy named Kirk, which is the German word for church, joined the Gryffindor team. So, it seems like too much of a coincidence. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know like, how I feel about all these loose-ish connections. Yeah. So, but, some of them yeah. aren't perfect. I'm but, skeptical. But it seems like there's too many to ignore. Some of them are right. I, yes. I agree. Yes, I think. I, I, can, yes. I can agree that masses, uh, heaps of loose connections... Some of them have to be yes, intentional. Exactly. I'm sure that some of these <laughs> yeah. are unintentional. <laughs> but if somebody spent seven years of their life right, another yeah. ten years, yeah. like yeah. you would think she would have put some thought into it. Mm -hmm. Like Mrs. Norris was her hat tip to Jane Austen and Mrs. Norris is a character in Mansfield Park who who like acts the same way as the cat does, very uh up uptight and you know uh what's what's a, what's a good word? Um, pompous, yeah. A, a bit of a snitches. I was thinking pretentious, but pretentious. that's not. Yeah, yeah. That, that's but it's not. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And D Dolohov is Tolstoy esque, and Robert Louis Robert Stevens Robert Louis Stevenson, um, Trelawney and Flint are both names of characters in his novels, and both those names are in Harry Potter. Um, and Seamus Finnegan and Finnegan's Wake. She she has a lot having studied the classics as a major like she knows these books pretty well and so like if you're writing a book series you would want to like give nods to them somehow so i thought that was cool that she referenced all of these and she couldn't have not known what these books were exactly so right yeah she couldn't have not known that she was referencing it yeah rita skeeter is an insect skeeter mosquito i don't know um serious black mean his name means dog star the for serious and oh yeah he turns into a big black serious black dog um and it's also serious black s-e-r-i-o-u-s and he was very serious and somber and sad for most of the book and 
We're gonna ignore that. <laughs> that did not happen. And Lupin transforms into a wolf, and Lupin means wolf, dog, canine, etc. Remus, Romulus, and Remus raised by wolves. Hmm. And uh, yeah. What's another good one? Um, yeah, the, all their names are alchemically similar. Um, and Granger, Granger mean, means farmer. Um, and then she has a son named Hugo, H.G. I don't know, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but I mean. Where are you getting with the H.G., Hermione Granger? Or? Hermione Granger, and then has a son named Hugo. Hugo. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't know. Named Hugo Granger? Yeah. And what is H -G. it? Hugo, as in, if you put a space between Hugh and Go, then it becomes HG. And what is yeah. HG? Chemical symbol for Mercury, as is her initials. What? That's Hugo's initials too, HG. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't put a space in between Hugh and Go. Well, it's just even more layers. I don't know. That, that one might be a little bit far. far I think but... Yeah. Um, oh, Severus Snape. Oh, this is such a good one. Um, he, ha he has a cutter cutting personality, but his name is, like, if you say it, Severus Snape, it's, it's very harsh and uh, snapping and se severing, snipping, right? Cutting. Um, apparently, Snape is a word, a very old word that means chide or rebuke. So, but his name means severe rebuke. So, and that's like what he does right, all yeah. the time, and that, and then also, oh, this is so clever. If you say his name fast, sever Snape, sever Snape, sever his nape. Nape is another word for neck. What happens right. to him when he dies? This is true. This is true. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so oh, okay, good. Okay, okay, I can see. I can see it. Yeah, and then Peter Pettigrew, Peter Pet who grew Pettigrew. Pettigrew. He was Ron's pet, pet who grew. Who grew. Oh. Oh. oh my gosh. Uh, and, and, oh, oh, so good, so good. And Wormtail, sort of a ratty, uh, sneaky name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And indeed, indeed. What the, the Weasleys live at the burrow, Weasel's burrow. Uh, what, what's, what's, uh, What's the significance of oh. the Weasleys living in a burrow? We weasels live in burrows. And so it's just a funny aside. Yeah, and weasels are the, supposedly, in fairy tales, the only animals that are able to kill basilisks. Coincidence? Really? I Who's think the basilisk? Yeah, like the, 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 the big snake. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who's... Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, weasels are traditionally another symbol for Christ. There's a lot of those. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I I do know about that, and it's, I feel like it's a a white weasel too. Maybe. Yeah. I've, yeah. Oh yeah. All yeah. the things that are coming out are white weasels. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what why, but I just know, and it's associated with Christmas too. So. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It that might be why it's because it's it's related to. Yeah. To Christmas, but. So cool, and then. Argus Filch, he Filch to steal thief petty thief, thief, and he and he's like that. Um, oh, so good. Argus, what does Argus mean again? I don't recall. 
oh oh it's the 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 guy at the gates of hades what the, the guy with Argus? all the eyes oh yeah yep and and he's always watching at the whole school and he always appears oh. <laughs> uh and and neville longbottom neville means nobody or no bill no no land so and then longbottom and Vigan's like large and lowest place and then so it's nowhere man doesn't he have a frog as a yes uh, yeah. uh, is that does that go along with the long bottom or is he just like what that's not mentioned in here but i would not be surprised yeah <laughs> and he sort of he rises to the top from his nowhere low cast to being heroic in the end very courageous mm-hmm. a true gryffindor and dolores umbridge in latin means grievous shadow what is she mundungus fletcher is the world filth arrow maker uh so good and then dumbledore and voldemort you know voldemort's significance mm-hmm. i am tom riddle yeah or i am Lord old voldemort relates to tom Malvolio riddle and Malfoy is a combination of French and Latin for Little Faith. And Draco, Dragon, the Dragon of Little Faith. Mm. And Serpent is Sign of the Devil traditionally. Dragon, etc. And it, I like the parallel that Mr. Granger points out, how similar Draco is to Eustace Scrub. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but if Eustace Scrub just didn't have that christ figure yeah but but you know what eustace christ turns it or eustace christ (laughs) eustace scrub turns turns into into a dragon dragon. whoa oh so amazing and so good and lucius lucifer Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. yeah and narcissus is the the greek myth the guy who with the mirror yeah and yeah, bad faith is their last name. So, who knows? That's quite long. Wow. And then, oh, Harry Potter. Yes, we probably talk about Harry Potter's name. I mean, like if she did all these clever names for all the other characters, you'd think that for the main characters you would give at least a little bit of time. So, it works on so many levels because like too hairy, like they they are harried today, like to harass or annoy or too much going on, whatever. And, but he is always harried, usually. There's a lot going on. Um, and Harold is another, that, that's another uh, nickname. You can call a Harold Harry. And Harold, he is a Harold for the, the end of Voldemort's reign. And, um, but where is Air? H E I R. Airy. Airy. H-E-I-R. Yeah. And he, he he is sort of an heir. He's he's the the king of Gryffindor. I don't know if you call him that. But the heir of Gryffindor. He 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 gets the sword, he defeats Voldemort. And he's sort of the 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 big example of the, the conflict between the houses. What about the re? Hmm? Airy. Airy? Re? Airy? Do you have the Airy Potter? Airy Potter. Air, Airy. Airy. And actually, that's how, uh, what's her name? Wait, so what? what's the significance of Potter? 
Ah, and then Potter is, it, there's plenty of references in the Bible, like what? One, two, three, four, five references, five books that reference Potters in the Bible, and they held everything. So they're often, all of those passages pretty much are referring to God be creating man. He was the potter, etc. right? Formed man from the dust of the ground, the, the potter, yeah. Um, and then shaping a vessel, and he sort of, Harry Potter sort of is a vessel, right? Because, let's see. Um, in molding my life into clay, O potter, thou didst put, put into me flesh and bones, life and vitality, flesh and vitality. But O my creator, my redeemer, and my judge, accept me who repent. Um, it's sort of the equivalent of create, creator, redeemer, judge, etc. And Harry Potter often is the Christ-like figure. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's the person who makes mistakes. And the the who's who shift, shifts around a lot, I think. But it's it's also, when it's pronounced, it's the, pronounced the same way as Potter, the Latin. And we all know what the Latin Potter means. Do we? Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Father? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it's a butchering the pronunciation, but I mean, you, 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 you done did it <laughs> exactly. It's a little, you know, semantics. You can twist the pronunciation a tiny bit, but that how it's similar both in biblical usage as Potter. God is often referenced as Potter, and then his name, Potter, Father, it seems to reference doubly his Christ likeness, and that's where it gets eventually. Um, and he's sort of a herald of the father. Herald her father? I don't know. It works on so many levels. Some, some of those might not be intentional. but and Because Harry's not perfect. But he's trying to be a little Christ. As C.S. Lewis puts it. So. He's, he's fallen, but he's a seeker. A seeker. And he's actually a seeker on the Quidditch team. Okay, that's and, a bit <laughs> too far. That <laughs> yeah, that's that that too much. But, yeah. There's, there's so many things that work so well. And, yeah, it's pretty cool, I think. Uh, we've been talking for an hour. And, oh, should we, I think that's the end of my outline, though there is more in the book because we don't want to make it into three episodes, probably. But, ugh, the movies. I don't know if we should even talk about them. We can so leave that for another now. episode. A third so episode? So upsetting. Out yes. They make me cry. Not really. I I wanna I wanna either cry or throw something at the right director. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So so sad. So is that all? So ruined. Um, it is all that I have to say for now on this particular subject. But I highly recommend that you go read How Harry Cast a Spell by John Granger because he says everything much more eloquently than I have, and he says a lot more than I have. I basically just took some of the talking points from his book and expounded upon you them. You took your favorite parts. Yes. In, in... And, but there's lots more very interesting parts that I didn't get. I don't think we even got halfway through the book and it took two episodes and I briefly skimmed it. So I highly recommend reading both Harry Potter and that's, that's the recommended reading. Any thoughts after all my talking? I've said it many times. Read it. Both of them. And... You know, there's other books to read, but in my mm -hmm. opinion, it's very, very enjoyable. I always Indeed. get warm Indeed. and fuzzy feelings when I get to read Harry Potter. 
It is great mystery. Great oh, that's writing. great, Ben. Oh, yes. Oh, I read it ten great. times, and I'm going to read it again <laughs> next month. Uh, oh, I know. You, would, you like to say, would you like to say the thing? Oh, oh, the thing? May I say the thing? You may say the thing. Would you mind? Okay. Uh, you, please, please send, send any questions, please. quandaries, queries, and corrections to gmail.com. Uh, you just you just stole you just stole it from him. that was his line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mind. No. So, uh, hopefully, we will have another episode for you in two weeks if all goes according to plan. If it does not, we try. That's too bad, you know, isn't it? <laughs> Well, too what bad are you gonna do? For you. Cry. <laughs> 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 cut the tape. Cut the tape. Uh, yes. uh, want... So, so uh, this has been Ben, Max, and David signing off. Signing off. Goodbye. Bye.